Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Podcast Network. It's time for the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan, your home for Ole Miss sports. To be a part of the show, email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganCOTE. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. And now, from the vault to the pavilion to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss all the time. Here's your host, Brad Logan. Hello, everyone. Welcome in. I'm Brad Logan, your host. It's Game Day Central here on the Believe It Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network. We're excited to bring you Game Day Central each week as we talk with someone on the other side. Today, it's our good friend David Nuno of TexAx.com. We'll get everything you need to know about the Texas Aggies coming up here in a couple of days. It's Ole Miss and Texas A&M. 6.30 kick from College Station at Kyle Field. It will be a raucous environment, for, but for Ole Miss's perspective, from Ole Miss's standpoint, I've said it all along, it's a fork in the road game. This season's going to go one of two ways, depending on the outcome on Saturday. Win, 8-1, host Alabama, the future is right in front of you. I'm, I'm really putting that much stock into one game. Lose, and I think this season goes a completely different way. With Alabama coming up, Arkansas coming up, and Mississippi State coming up. Let's just say Ole Miss needs to win on Saturday. They need to win badly. Today's show, of course, we're coming to you from the Davy Johnson studio, Davy Johnson for Kessinger Real Estate. You can uh, give her a call today, 662-689-0090, or in the office, 662-234-5555. If you recognize that number, yeah, it's Kessinger Real Estate. They've got, got a big stronghold on the Oxford area. But if, you, if you're looking for a, a spot all across the state of Mississippi, or the south, really, just give, give JB a call. She's our real estate agent here on the Believe in a Miss podcast. She can be your real estate agent today. Also excited about our partnership with Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines. Bet Online, where the game starts. Use that promo code Believe, B L E A V, and receive your 50% welcome bonus right now on your very first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Let's get to David Nuno here on the Believe in a Miss podcast. It's game day central. We get you ready for kickoff here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. Thanks once again for downloading and subscribing to the show across all platforms, wherever you get it. Uh, there's been some great reviews left, and, and we've got a lot of subscribers now, and, and we're grateful for that. We're also excited about our new show. We're, we're doing some video elements, and we'll eventually kind of do some video elements for this show, but right now we're really working hard on the Shea Hodge and the Mike Espy show. And that comes to you around Wednesday every week, and we're, we're implementing some video there. But what I like to do with that show is – is Shay and Mike have some great perspectives on the playing days. They both played in the NFL. And, you know, they just have great perspectives. Encourage you to go back and listen to that show on the network. It, it was really well. It's been well responded. Uh, we have some great response from you guys from it. So thanks for the feedback on that. And we're grateful for as we continue to grow here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast and the entire Believe Network. So really, really growing, and uh, we're grateful for that. Here's David Nuno of TexAx.com. David does a fantastic job 
and uh, covers the Texas Aggies. Let's get to David right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network. Today's show is brought to you in part by Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments for the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all sports wagering needs, including live betting and the fan favorite Vegas Casino and Poker Games. It's really easy to get started. Just head on over to the website, use your mobile device, and sign up today. Use our promo code BLEAV50, B-L-E-A-V-50, and receive your 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit. But online where the game starts. Today's show is brought to you in part by Realtor Debbie Alderson Johnson. If you're looking for a spot in the Oxford area or quite frankly anywhere in Mississippi, that is your go-to. Remember, real estate industry since 2003. Looking for that special ag property, maybe a recreational property, maybe a commercial real estate property or a new home. Uh, Debbie does a great job and can be your real estate agent today. Just contact her directly at 662-234-5555. Of course, that's a member of the Kessinger Real Estate family at KessingerRealEstate.com. And Debbie has been with them for quite a few years. If you need to get her directly, just dial her cell phone at 662-689-0090. Remember, your go-to for real estate, whether it be commercial, farm, or maybe you need that home. Maybe you need that second home in Oxford. You're looking maybe to relocate to Oxford. Part of the real estate family, the Kessinger Real Estate family. Debbie Johnson, your realtor, 662-234-5555. Or call her cell phone at 662-689-0090. Debbie Johnson, a proud sponsor here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. It is a place which exerts an extraordinary pull on all who have walked its hallowed ground. Thousands come each year, and yet no one ever really leaves. Ole Miss is for life. A major university with the familiar intimacy of family. Friendships that are more than friendships. Moments that are more than moments. An autumn celebration on a Saturday afternoon in the Grove. Contests waged and triumphs savored. With our largest freshman class, soaring honors college, national reputation for academics and research, our pride is overflowing. Today, more than ever, for all who have ever called this magical place home, you never leave Ole Miss. The Grove Collective's mission is to support, elevate, and protect the well-being of all our student-athletes through a wide range of NIL opportunities and initiatives at Ole Miss. The Collective was established to deliver a best-in-class NIL experience that is worthy of the student-athletes who give their all for Ole Miss. This consolidated and sustainable model provides premium access and experiences between our members, corporate partners, and our athletes. To support all Ole Miss athletes and their NIL platforms, visit thegrovecollective.com. That's thegrovecollective.com. Join our team. Become a member today. Welcome back to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Want to be a part of the program? Just email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganCOTE. Whether it's touchdown Ole Miss or showers and right, it's all Ole Miss all the time. And now back to the show. 
And welcome back into the Believe It Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network. Happy to be joined by David Nuno of TexAgs.com. Wears a lot of hats at TexAgs, and it's been very busy over the last, I don't know, football season for David. David, how are you, sir? I'm doing great trying to uh, navigate this up and down world, this roller coaster world that Texas A&M has been a part of since that Alabama victory a year ago. And uh, number one recruiting class, Jimbo and Saban going at each other, and now consecutive losses for A&M. Yeah, definitely need to, to dive into what we think is going to happen on Saturday. I know these programs are very different, but also kind of the same where they stand right now because of a lot of uncertainty. And looking at Texas A&M, it's kind of been a roller coaster season so far, obviously following up after the loss of South Carolina. It feels, David, from all of the Ole Miss folks that I've talked to, they feel like they're getting a Texas A&M game on Saturday or a team on Saturday with their bats against the wall and they feel like it is a must-win for the Aggies. Yeah, it is a must-win because this is the line of the sand moment for, again, by the way, the second time this has happened. After the Appalachia State loss, um, they had to come together. They had some suspensions at that point. Miami came in highly touted. Obviously, they turned out not to be a, a very good team, but uh, A&M had to make a decision or, or really look themselves in the mirror and make some, some plays, and they found a way to do that. That defense carried them. Here at Kyle Field, they are a different team at Kyle Field, even though they lost to Appalachian State. We're seeing the exact same thing here at this point in the season because, look, eight and four is not good. We, we were upset with that last season. But at this point, this is the only thing you can save to try to keep any kind of recruiting momentum that you have to try to keep this program together. You've got to find a way to win at Kyle Field after being on the road for a month. You are playing with your back against the wall, with your offensive line decimated by injury and all the other drama that's happening here. This is a must-win because if not, players will check out. Looking at this team, you know, opening, you know, the earlier part of the season, losing to Appalachian State, is it fair to say that this team, regardless of what happens going forward, just never really rebounded from that game? Well, I don't. To be honest with you, I think it started before that game. What I thought last year was, you know, an injured quarterback situation, and that's why the offense struggled. In, in reality, you could go back to the Colorado game of last year, which was the second game of the season, where they could not move the ball against them at all, and that's where you could really figure out this team has no offensive identity. They can't because their game is so predicated on a complicated offense and an offensive line that has to be elite for the quarterbacks to have the time to make the decisions that they have to make. So honestly, I think this has been um, happening for quite a while. Because you go back to the Ole Miss game, they fell on the 15-0 hole. They fell uh, behind to LSU. This team has struggled to score points. You can go back all the way to last year's game against South Carolina. Since that point, they have not scored more than 24 points against the Power 5 program. We're talking, what, nine games? That's ridiculous. Looking at the offense of Texas A&M, let's look into kind of the nuts and bolts of this thing. It's going to be, uh, you know, Hayes King. Let's let's talk about him for a moment. Now, if memory serves, he's injured. Max Johnson got injured. Connor Wegman. Where where is the team right now in regards to quarterback? Well, yesterday Jimbo said that he thinks Haynes is going to be able to go. We're not sure if that's the case. Obviously, you know these coaches keep things as close to the best as possible. Uh, but it, it, it seems to not matter who the quarterback is because you've gotten very average play at that position for now over a calendar year. It all comes back to the offensive line, um, and this offensive line is not good. We expected three-fifths of the line to be excellent. Unfortunately, they've had some injuries there. Bryce Foster's done for the year. Um, you've had other injuries. Aki's been hurt. Moko's been hurt. So you're talking about guys who are expected to be starters hurt. On a very young offensive line, You know, Bryce Foster's a sophomore, played a lot of football last year, but that's still a very young player. 
And then you've got the the remainder, Leighton Robinson, who's a veteran who has not had his best year. But how much do you put that on him or the entire unit? That offensive line, in the very beginning, you could not run the ball with Devon A-Chain, who was phenomenal against Sam Houston. That was a sign of things to come. It all starts with that offensive line. And then I think uh, an antiquated offense there that Jimbo has that um, I know when – when it works, it works. It just doesn't always work. Hanging out there on that offensive front, David, I'm, I'm fascinated by this because it feels like the time that Jimbo has been able to be there, I'm looking at the, the, the lineup right now, and it's full of freshmen and sophomore. And you talked about Lane Robinson, that redshirt junior. Why is there not more stability there in regards to upperclassmen? Is it just when he inherited the team, the talent just wasn't there? Well, this is year five, so it shouldn't matter, right? Like he should have all his guys in here. I think uh, what we have seen is they probably missed on a couple of guys. And when you play so many young guys like they have had to do this year, some of it is because the talent is just that superior, right? You, we've, especially on the defensive side, some of those guys have to play. But when you have that many young guys, I think they take over the culture. And those young guys, as good as they are, have not been taught the way it is in SEC football. This is their first go around. You know, like going to Mississippi State a couple of weeks ago was their first road test. So when you have young guys that are like, influential in the locker room and not as many veterans, I think that's a problem. Um, and also, culture goes as far as you win, right? So if you're winning games, it's easy to do uh, what is expected. When you start losing games that you're expected to win, you know that's when you show up late to practice, unfortunately. That's when you know, these off-the-field things start to happen. I think it's a combination of things. And Jimbo, I am proud that he has put his foot down on certain things, but maybe a little too late on others. Looking at the wide receivers, this is a situation where Chris Marshall and Evan Stewart, two freshmen, have kind of taken the lead over, say, for example, a Devin Price, a Chase Lane. I know Moose Muhammad third has had played pretty well as well. Yeah, look, those freshman receivers have been phenomenal. And Evan Stewart's really the guy I point to. Chris Marshall's shown flashes of it at times, but Evan Stewart, you saw it in the Alabama game. Uh, without Evan Stewart, that game looks way different. And I know that Alabama was playing without – Bryce Young, but uh, Evan made some plays that, you know, he skied over two DBs, and he's not the tallest guy out there, but he has the, the jumps without a doubt. He is worthy of one of the top wide receivers that were coming into to college this year, and he's lived up to everything that we thought he'd be. Unfortunately, he was suspended for the Miami game, but other than that, he has been a phenomenal part of that offense when there hasn't been a lot of upside to an offense. I've been a big fan of Devon A. Chain for a number of years. He's a junior He's a leader on this team. We've seen Amari Daniels kind of step up and flash a few times. Is there anybody else in that running back room? You know, I, I really expected A-Chain to have a much better year up until this point. I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something here. Well, it's been A-Chain's show, really. They have not played uh, LJ Johnson, Amari Daniels, and Le'Veon Moss that much. It's really been all about when you got a guy that I think if you had any offensive line, he'd be in the conversation for Heisman. That's how I feel about him, at least from a talent perspective. Um, no, they haven't used him as much as you would expect. They've thrown a lot. They've gone away from him, and some of that's because they've had to play catch-up, and that is certainly uh, part of the reason for it. Defensive front, one name that Mississippians know very well is McKinley Jackson out of George County High School in Loosedale, Mississippi. He's a true junior on this team, and nose tackle has uh, had a pretty good season so far. He, along with freshman Shamar Stewart, and then, of course, Shamar Turner, the, the sophomore edge rusher, uh, Fadal Diggs. Is that uh, are those the names that we should be seeing? I know those backups. There's a ton of freshmen. Once again, with Walter Nolan and uh, LT Overton, it's just chock full of younger players. 
Yeah, honestly, that defensive line, that, where they have struggled to stop in the run, and I know Ole Miss is great at, at running the ball. That's kind of where their identity has been this year. But beyond that, that those D linemen have all been good. When McKinley Jackson was injured and he missed a couple of games, it made such a difference in the way teams were able to attack A&M because those young players were kind of learning how to go through it. They've got enough game reps. You know, Walter Nolan has lived up to that number one recruit status as well. Uh, he caused a big fumble in the Alabama game. He's been able to get in the backfield. Shamar Turner, Shamar Stewart, you mentioned it. Fidel Diggs now has created three turnovers from the quarterback sacks and hurries over the last two games. They have been pretty impressive. The sacks aren't really there overall, but they're starting to get there now. Uh, early in the season, they weren't able to do it. But that is just a lot of talent on that defensive line that DJ Durkin has certainly taken to uh, good heights. A rare senior spotting here with Chris Russell Jr. at linebacker along with sophomore Edger and Cooper. Uh, we've seen uh, Martrell Harris came in, highly decorated freshman. The linebacking core been pretty good, something that's been of a, a question mark. What do you think about those linebackers? Uh, they've been okay. They, 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 there's, that's part of the problem with the, the run game has been, you know, Andre White just came back last week. He made such a difference for that linebacker core. I think when they're healthy, they're, they're good. They're not great. Um, and they're starting to get better. They're starting to get their, their experience back and their health back. So they're getting better at that point. But I would say overall, the linebackers have been just okay. Easily the most experienced part of this team is the secondary with Damani Richardson, the senior, along with Jalen Jones, a junior, Antonio Johnson, a junior, and then Gil, uh, Jordan Gilbert is one of the safeties there at sophomore. Had some nice backups with Bryce Anderson and, and Denver Harris and Jacoby Matthews. Secondary, you know, have they been defending the pass? I think at some point – I think that A&M is going to do a nice job of stopping the run, forcing Jackson Dart, the quarterback at Ole Miss, to go to the air. That's going to fall at the feet of this secondary. How have they been about defending the pass? I would say that's the strength of the defense. You know, we talk about so much about the defensive line, but that secondary has been phenomenal. Jalen Jones is a, a beast back there. Tyreek Chappelle, when he was injured for a little bit, you could tell a difference. He's been great. The freshmen have been phenomenal over there. Antonio Johnson, everybody talks about his NFL potential and the kind of player he is. He's been banged up. We're not sure he'll be back for the old Miss game. All that being said, I think that has been the strength of the defense. And the, and the overall theme of this defense is, sure, they give up some running yards here and there, and uh, they, they've certainly been vulnerable there. But it's hard to score on them. Most teams are scoring under their, their point value. Mississippi State was the, the lone exception this year. But everybody else, they struggle to put up points on this defense. The offense puts them in some bad positions, and eventually they break. Uh, but for the most part, that defense has been pretty good. Kick returns. You know, I thought Anaya Smith did a great job last year returning kicks and punts and that sort of thing. Of course, he's injured. He's out for the year. Is this a deal to where A-Chain has kind of been the main kick returner? Yeah, A-Chain's been great. And then on the punt return side, Moose Muhammad last week did not have a great game, but he's shown some flashes of brilliance as well. Um, but, yeah, no, it's A-Chain's show because when you got a guy that good, that fast, you give him a crease, he's going to take it. Uh, you, you keep him out there. A lot of times you don't want to put your star player back there so he doesn't get injured. But A&M doesn't have a lot of offense. He creates offense whenever he's on the field. Fan base right now, David, what, what do you think? I mean, it's it's been a tough year. Uh, do you expect a capacity crowd at Kyle Field on Saturday night? I know it's it's a night game. It's going to be a lot of fun. I know you guys, or, or I should say, Texas A&M packs in over a hundred thousand inside Kyle Field. Do you expect in a capacity crowd a difficult place for Ole Miss to play? I do, I do. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be a hundred thousand, but I do think it's going to be nice. And you know, I'll, I'll tell you this: as a Friday night before the South Carolina game, there were some kids camping out for tickets already. That's the passion of this fan base. Now, is it going to be? 
um, you know, the electric atmosphere we've seen in years past. No, but this is the first time these fans have been able to see AM play in a month. They've been on the road for a freaking month, which is ridiculous. So I do expect it to be a, a, a raucous crowd. What do you think about 10,000 feet? I like to ask this question a lot of our guests, where the program is currently. You know, Ross Bjork, athletic director, made the decision to extend Jimbo Fisher at the beginning of the year. And now, obviously, the program has struggled some under Jimbo, and he just hasn't been able to kind of get over the hump and get those, get the team to the SEC championship, get it into the college football playoff discussion. I think, honestly, David, I think eventually that's a spot that Texas A&M can get to. I think the the, the recruiting is there. I mean, it, it, recruiting fertile ground at Texas. What's kind of been the nemesis? What what's kind of been in that's kept Jimbo Fisher in this program from making that additional step forward? Well, I'll tell you, I think they did take that step forward in, in 2020. People act like that season doesn't count, but they went 9-1. and one. They should have been in the playoffs. They were better than Notre very Dame. Very fair, very fair. Um, they're Orange Bowl winners, so I think they were there. Um, but the bottom line is, I understand, look, in this new world of college football and the flirting of Jimbo and LSU potentially, I understand why they did it. I wish they didn't because now you're in the situation where for the next 9, 10 years, this is who you're going to be because you're not going to pay out that, that amount. What I'd like to see, though, from a 10,000-foot view is Jimbo evolve a little bit offensively and bring in a young mind to help him with the offense. I think that's the only thing missing. You look at all their losses this year and even last year. You know, A pick six against Ole Miss made that game feel a little bit uh, further out than it really was, but they're in all these games. They're mistakes with 119th-ranked offense that they are. They're in all these games, one play away from winning them. If you just give me the 60th-best offense in the country, you are probably 6-1 and one right now. And that led me to my final question today. So much conversation around the Southeastern Conference regarding Texas A&M has been Jimbo Fisher is running an offense from the early 2000s, and he will not adapt. Do you think he will eventually adapt? I do. I do. How can you not? He's a proud man. He's a national championship head coach. A lot of people are writing him off like he's this terrible coach. The guy won an Orange Bowl two years ago, just a few months removed from the number one recruiting class of all time, uh, he had the spat with with Nick Saban. You're going to say that was a terrible look or a great look. He was riding high, and right now they're crash landing. But I think he's too proud and too smart of a man not to evolve a little bit. How much that means, I don't know. But we saw Mark Rick do it, seen Urban Meyer, we've seen Mike Gundy, great, co- and Nick Saban himself has evolved as well. Uh, eventually, you have to evolve a little bit. Give me just a little bit of an offense, and I think you're back on track. To me, this is a fascinating game on Saturday night in College Station because you've got a program like Ole Miss that is almost at a fork in the road. If they can win this game, they've got an off week before they get Alabama, and there's a big season potentially on the horizon. Lose this game, that's two losses in a row, a probably third loss against Alabama. Then you're on the road against an Arkansas team that you rarely win in Fayetteville. Then you come home to the Egg Bowl. This season could go one of two ways for Ole Miss. Very, very high and very, very low. What are your thoughts going forward about this season for A&M? What can this team do to end on a positive note and possibly play in a good bowl game? Well, no more moral victories. Um, no more giving up eight false starts in a game and giving up 17 points in the first five minutes of the game. Give yourself a legitimate chance to win these games without making a lot of mistakes. You're going to make mistakes because you got freshmen. Don't make hundreds of them in the first five minutes with an offense that cannot score more than 24 points in a game. If you could play some clean football, which we saw them do for the most part against Miami, and even though they fell like, uh, in a hole against Arkansas, after that first quarter, they were a different team. If you can play smart football without giving up dumb plays like we've seen and dumb mistakes, you're going to win some games this year. Get back on track. I don't know if eight and four is possible, but get some of those wins and show if Connor Wegman can be the guy who leads you in the future. Uh, show the, the young players here on this team that the, the offense is going someplace. 
on. And I think you can win seven, eight games. But again, you can't have these mistakes. He's David Duno, works for Texags at Texags.com. Be sure and follow David on Twitter. That's at David N U N O. David Nuno joins us today on the Believe It Ole Miss podcast. David, thank you very much for joining us and look forward to talking with you down the road. I appreciate you, my friend. Talk to you soon. And thanks once again to David Nuno for joining us on the Believe It Ole Miss podcast. David and his entire staff that he works with at Texags.com does a great job covering Aggie athletics, and we appreciate David being part of the show. And, uh, hey, had, had some opportunity to share some content. So, appreciate the opportunity to uh, jump on and uh, be a part of, of their platform as well. Thanks to, to, to you guys once again for subscribing and downloading the show. It's going really great, and we appreciate you telling a friend. And, once again, I can't read enough how much we appreciate the Mike and Shay show that we're doing during the middle of the week. It, it's been a labor of love, and Mike and Shay, great rebels and have some great stories to tell. It's Ole Miss and Texas A&M coming up on Saturday, 6.30 kickoff, and uh, we're excited to bring you all the highlights, and let's hope there are a lot of them in the favor of the Rebels. We'll talk to you at the conclusion of that game and see you next week right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network. Thankful again to our sponsors, Debbie Johnson. Debbie is our real estate agent here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. She can be your real estate agent today. Call her cell phone, 662-689-0090. And tell Debbie that you heard about it on the Believe It On Miss podcast. Also, our friends at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines. Bet Online, where the game starts. Use that promo code Believe, B L E A V, to receive your 50% more welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Bet Online. We'll talk to you soon right here on the Believe It On Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network. It's Ole Miss and Texas AM. The Aggies are up next for the Rebels. We'll see you down the road. listening to the believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host Brad Logan download the show on Apple podcasts Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts please subscribe rate and leave a review online be sure and check us out on Twitter at Brad Logan C-O-T-E and at believe podcasts as well as Facebook Brad Logan media from the vault to the pavilion to Swayze Field. It's all Ole Miss all the time. This has been the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.